When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Good morning. It's uh, panel time here. I love it, and I uh, really do uh, enjoy the prospect of talking to these two lovely ladies, Bernadine Oliver Kirby, of course, uh, of Sky Sport these days, uh, presenter. You would have seen her at uh, Eden Park last week. A uh, very busy lady, and uh, also equally busy, and an uh, MIQ at the moment because uh, returning from Tokyo is TVNZ's uh, Kimberly Downs. Good morning to you both, uh, Kimberly, in particular. The first of all, um, we've just been talking to Tom McIntosh actually from the Men's Eight. What a character he is. Uh, he uh, he was part of a, a wonderful gold medal performance, but was it your highlight? What was what for you as you reflect on that time? There was your highlight. Oh, good morning, Smitty. Thanks for having me. He is a character, isn't he? I actually uh, spoke to him that same day they won the men's eight, and of all things he wanted to do, I asked if he could if I could hold his medal. Um, and of all things, he wanted to swap positions. So he actually, at that time, took my microphone off me, gave me his gold medal and started to interview me. So I very much enjoyed that wee interaction. Um, and saying that, though, while the men's eight were spectacular, I actually have to say probably my personal favourite moment and my highlight of it was actually the Blackburn Sevens winning gold. I think it was just so special given the heartbreak that they went through in Rio, and I was in Rio as well and, and watched how devastated they were to still, you could call it win silver, but for them it was really losing gold and the work that they've put in after the last five, over the last five years to finally win it in Tokyo under extremely emo- uh, emotional circumstances, that for me was probably probably one of the best things to say. Uh, Bernadine, uh, thanks for joining us again. Look, uh, haven't spoken to you since the conclusion of the Games. Um, uh, a word on the coverage too, and I'm not, you know, uh, I'm not trying to promote Sky Sport because I work for Sky Sport, but the ability actually to, uh, I think, have uh, up to eight or nine channels and produce uh, and provide all the variety that was actually on show pretty much all live. Um, you must have been thrilled with the coverage and, and the way it unfolded and, and uh, the end result. Morena team, um, wasn't it just addictive? Uh, We were absolutely spoiled for choice, as you say, Smithy, and I think the biggest complaint at at our office was, what do you watch? There was just so much, and it's all world class. I think the beauty of it is is we get to see some of those minority sports that quite often maybe are not big in New Zealand or that we don't offer on our platform. Um, You know, fencing, the trampolining. I mean, look how well we did in trampolining. How many kids now are going to be asking for a mini tramp in the lounge? Um, although I do think Dong Dong was robbed for the gold medal just quietly. But, um, yeah, it was a feast, and it really makes us appreciate um, our elite athletes and the commitment they make. And yeah, the coverage, just next level. You wouldn't really know 
there weren't crowds. I think that the coverage was sensational with the audio that was pumped in to create that environment. I did think of poor old Tom Walsh standing up on the dais and, and waving to nobody in the crowd. It must feel very awkward for the athletes. Um, mm. Kimberly, as you say, you know, they're kind of waving to nobody, yet those pictures are being beamed into our living rooms and we feel like we're, we're part of it and we're all standing there crying and getting emotional over it. Yet really, I, I think perhaps the, the sense of, of occasion was not quite the same for the athletes. Nonetheless, an amazing time for them. Uh, it wasn't yeah, it was just, interesting um, actually being, being over there. Oh. No, you, you go ahead, Kimberly. Please go ahead. <laughs> no, it was just interesting. Um, I was going to say, being over there, how how differently different athletes actually dealt with that, not just the middle moments, but the lack of crowd in particular. The very first um, event that I went to was actually oh, it was the uh, Football Ferns game, um, and they lost that, but they went out there and kind of fake applauded to a to a crowd that wasn't there and it was very very amusing so it was interesting to see how they kind of dealt with that scenario and that sort of pressure and then on the middle moments itself and and on the day as you could see kind of I think the different emotions rolling through different people and in some circumstances like at the rowing because they were actually allowed other athletes there. So, for example, when the men's eight won or when Emma Twig won and they were standing on top of the dais there, there were other rowers there who were able to support them. So they were able to have much more of that moment where it felt like there was more of a crowd there. So that, to me, was one of the really kind of interesting things about the games was how they all dealt with it differently. As Bernadine mentioned, Tom Walsh waving to an empty stadium was perhaps a little bit more eerie, say, uh, than the rowers who were able to have a bit more of a crowd and a bit more of an atmosphere at a smaller venue. How much would it blow Speaking your routine, of... though? Because did you see that um, that Australian high jumper? She had that real routine of she'd stand mm. there, she'd smile, and then she'd count, and then she'd put her arms in the air and get the crowd going. It was absolutely incredible to watch. It was almost like part savant. And, of course, she got like a team of <laughs> 10 people clapping for her. Then she went back and wrote in her notebook and talked to herself. So I wonder how much it affects different athletes for routine. Clearly not her. She did brilliantly. But, yeah, an interesting dynamic at the Games, Kimberly. Yes, certainly. And I think in the Olympic Stadium as well, and with these athletes, one of the beautiful things about it being at that level is you get such characters. And it was that same thing for, uh, there was a triple jumper who set a world record early on in the proceedings. And it was the same with her. She had that routine where clearly she is one of those people who vibes off a crowd, right? Like she was doing the same thing. She was clapping her way up. She was pumping herself up. It was such fun, all for an audience of about 30 people in the stand next to her. And same with the men's high jump as well, the pair uh, who ended up sharing that gold medal, the Italian as well, was so, so, so enthusiastically trying to pump up the crowd that was there. And it was quite impressive, actually, because he managed to get a few other nations who were still competing at the time, including the Australian uh, fans who were there supporting Brandon Stark, of all people. Uh, he managed to get them right into his routine as well. So I think there was a really... Um, a really nice sense of camaraderie almost amongst the teams, knowing that these guys couldn't have their own personal supporters there. So actually, we're going to have to plug a few gaps for them, which was quite a special thing to see. Kimberly, favourite interview? Oh, favourite interview. Goodness. Um, mm. You get favourite ones for <laughs> different reasons, I think. And so it's kind of hard to... 
to pick out any one individual. There's, I actually, I loved interviewing the surfers because they were just so excited. I have never met anyone so just thrilled to be in a place. And I think for, for a lot of the teams and a lot of those um, focus more on, on performance, this was kind of, it was a bit more run-of-the-mill in terms of, yep, this is something that I've got to do as part of this process, and this is all in the lead-up to the games. The surfers came in there, and they were just absolutely buzzing. They came into this press conference room, which was the oh, size of maybe a basketball court, um, and there were about you know 10 members of the media there, and they were just absolutely glowing. So that was a lot of fun. Um, but then you also have those other moments of real... I think, connection, talking to Sarah Hidene ahead of um, the Blackburn Sevens performance. And she opened up a bit about losing her mum and what these games meant to her and her family and the challenges of the last five months going through that. And so that was really special as well because she was obviously going through a tough time and it it takes a real sense of vulnerability um, for an athlete to be that open in front of the media. So, I, yeah, I had a few different mm. special moments, to be honest. That That's was a cool. beautiful uh, moment, like, Kimberly, I, you're right, with yeah, Sarah Hidden. But, you know, Smithy, you know why the, the surfers are so excited? They're so excited that their sport was included, because it shouldn't have been. Neither should golf, neither should tennis, neither should rock climbing <laughs> or skateboarding. <laughs> the list goes Bernie, on. Bernie, Bernie. I know I'm in the Bernie, minority. Can, I know I'm old school. Bernie, ladies, 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 please. Please, this is my show. Please, could you just sit back there for a second? We, we, we're going to go to the news. When we come back, I'll get you to think about this, Bernalee and Oliver Kirby. Um, why can't we fill Eden Park two weeks in a row? I'll leave you with that one. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. It's 10.33 here on SENZ. Uh, used to be the uh, Ian Smith show, but now it's been overtaken by Bernadine Oliver-Kirby and uh, Kimberly Downs this morning. So, uh, Bernadine, I'll give you a further opportunity to dominate my show here uh, by asking you, um, it's a slow sell. It's a slow sell, Eden Park, second time round. Were they asking too much, two and two weeks? Cup of tea and a lie down, Smithy, we've got this. Um, look, I could have told you two weeks ago that Eden Park was never going to back up Sorry, Auckland, you just haven't got this. I think it's a real shame that the love wasn't shared around the country. The rest of New Zealand's going to think greedy Auckland, two tests back-to-back. Well, you know, was it really mission impossible to get them to another venue, the Wallabies? I don't think so. I think it's nice to to share that and to share the takings. I know Eden Park needs it. Um, Frankly, I just think Aucklanders uh, have had their hit out and they won't back it up. They've, done, they've ticked that box, um, and, and it's, it was never going to happen. The crystal ball's been put away. I could have told you that two weeks ago. Sorry, Auckland, you haven't got it. Is it, is it rugby, or is it just the fact that, uh, nah, it's, it's nothing, no blight on rugby, uh, or the rules of rugby, the pace of rugby, no? Well, I think stadiums around the country and around the world are seeing that, aren't they? I think there's an international call for rules to change, because, yeah, it's not spectator-friendly anymore, is it? I think that's... That's no secret. So NZR, World Rugby, has to make changes to make the game more exciting. I mean, I flip between league and rugby, and frankly, league is far more exciting. It's a quicker game. Too many rules in rugby. But in saying that, look what we turned, what, you know, we had delivered last week. If Aussie hadn't rolled in those last couple of tries, three tries in 13 minutes, I think it was, well, we might be thinking, it, it, gate takings would be even worse, wouldn't they? 
So, you know, you've got to temper it with, we do have a match on our hands. I said to Sam Whitelock in the, while I was waiting to interview him post-match last weekend, said, oh, I, 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 that was an exciting finish. And I know it's not the way you guys want it to end, but it's great for rugby. And he looked at me and said, I hate it when people say that. So it's testament to the fact that they want to win, they want to win well, and they'll bring it this weekend. And I've got no doubt um, the All Blacks are going to be hurting. They won't want the humiliation of losing at Eden Park for the first time in, what, 35 years? No, they won't. Kimberly Downs, uh, you've uh, obviously covered a lot of rugby over the years. You've been to Rugby World Cup, so you've interviewed a lot of All Blacks. Uh, you would have looked at their performance and said, um, mm, maybe not the best. Uh, who needs to get it together in your eyes tomorrow night? This is where I'd be completely up front with you, Smithy, and let you know that uh, courtesy of your uh, other companies, multiple platforms, I was actually completely tuned into track cycling last weekend and I didn't watch the All Blacks at all. Um, I do, however, have some thoughts around who needs to show their hand a bit more this weekend and I think that's mostly noticeable in the changes that have been made. I think there are still question marks over Rico Yuane and his ability in the midfield so I think it's a massive opportunity for him there coming back in. And I also think, as with any All Black who has been out of that team for a number of months, TJ Pedernada probably needs to put his hand up and show why he should become or regain that spot as automatically being uh, the halfback who comes back in off the bench. And I also just wanted to note on what you're saying around uh, the numbers at Eden Park and whether or not um, they're going to be able to fill those numbers and what the issue is there. I actually think a key point that is missing there is the out-and-out cost. The cheapest ticket I could find for an adult the second Bledisloe test at, or at Eden Park is $80. And I'm sorry, that might have flown in the past, but we're in a different era now. This is the COVID era. People have lost their jobs. People have been going through financial hardships, even if they haven't lost their jobs. I think $80 is too much to pay for a test match. Yeah, well, I think it's a very, very good point you make, actually. And uh, everyone has to be a lot more flexible about life. Uh, I'm going to go on a um, more sombre note with you ladies now, and uh, it can't be avoided. It's been a topic of the week, and Kimberley, uh, today is the funeral of Olivia Podmore uh, in Christchurch. Only can be attended by friends and family and, and, of course, people that are not in MIQ, which includes a lot of her former teammates, teammates, etc. Uh, this is so sad, um, and, but it's so revealing as well. What, what have you made of it all? Um, I mean, you're right, it is sad. It's, I don't think you can describe it as anything other than tragic um, that this scenario has come up. It speaks to a program, a system, a culture that needs changing. There is just no, there, there is just no way that this ever should have happened. This young girl who had so much potential, so much to live for, Honestly, I, I still think I'm in a bit of shock that it's actually happened even this far on. I feel awful for her friends, her family. You mentioned the funeral, and I just think you need to sit back now and go, no, seriously, when people are talking about being kind, listen to them. When people are talking about the mental health experiences that they are undergoing, listen to them. When they talk about the pressures on their sport, listen to them because clearly something was missed here clearly something was wrong with the system clearly something has to change because this is just not an outcome that we could ever fathom having 
having to look, having to see again. It's awful for everyone involved, and we just clearly, clearly change needs to happen here. Yeah, it's uh, Bernie. I, I really do would appreciate your thoughts on it as well. I know it's not an easy topic for some people, but here's this uh, this beautiful young lady who appeared from the outside to have so much going for her. Uh, missed out on selection, which of course uh, would have been a major disappointment uh, after the hard work that she put in. Uh, but I, I, I'm struggling. I mean, I'm, I'm really struggling, and I've been talking about it with so many people during the week, and it still feels the same to me. Smithy, this is not new. Sadly, this is not new. This has been going on for time and eternity. Governments, all governments, have been totally remiss in addressing this. It is a huge problem. Not only the awareness around mental health, which Sir JK has just you know, gone leaps and bounds in, in pushing that to the forefront, Mike King. It's not just the awareness, but the treatment as well. We have dropped the ball big time on this. Um, I'm no expert in the field. I can expertly say we are not doing enough. And our cries, Mike King, Sir JK, but they're falling on deaf ears, and we've got to do better, we've got to do more. I remember I did a story back in, oh, in the early 90s on a young squash star, Jade Wilson, who um, succumbed to all sorts of pressures, and it was just the most tragic, tragic turn of events. And her mum wanted to talk to me about it. I was a reporter for One News, and her mum wanted to tell Jade's story. And our stance was, oh, no, 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 we don't talk about that. Well, we've got to talk about it. We've got to start having the conversations and we've got to do better. Yeah, absolutely right. Bernadine Oliver-Kirby, uh, Kimberly Downs, thank you very much, ladies. Uh, if we're handing out medals this morning, you are gold. Uh, you reduced me to a bronze, to a large capacity. I thank you so much uh, for your thoughts, uh, happy ones and sad ones and reflective ones uh, as well. Panel next week, again, of course, we'll be getting those two ladies back at some stage. Absolutely brilliant. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.